Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Happy New Year, John. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. I wasn't expecting our first conversation to be about Dave Castro being fired from CrossFit. It's only January the 5th and already 2022 is turning up to suck. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, think, I think everyone, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are a few people who knew this was uh, coming like a handful, but, but um, yeah, you know, I think my first reaction was why, why create more train changes now? You know, that's what I don't necessarily understand. Why all of a sudden are we making more changes? Mm. If you look on his Instagram account, he's um, reshared a couple of posts that he made recently. One of him with a pig that he killed and the other one with Greg Glassman, who he met for a coffee or beer a couple of weeks ago. And I think there's a lot of speculation that those two things have um, contributed to this. Yes, you know, he's... I, I... I imagine that trying to work with Dave is, is probably not the easiest thing in the world. You know, I, I think everyone's aware of of that. Um, and, and also having very controversial views, you know, like I actually did see the uh, post regarding Glassman. And I, I, I thought to myself, well, you know, it, it must be a, a bit of a provocative post um, to some people mm. um, to go through. And so... I suppose there does come a time when, you know, the organisation needs to make a decision of which of what they kind of allowed to do and don't allow to do. And they've they've made from the outside a very quick and strong decision. I mean, I think the thing that everyone I think has the big question about why do it now? Why do it so abruptly? And why kind of fire him? You know, it's like, why would they not outsee the season? Why would you? I think... It would almost be a fitting time, especially if they move the games from Madison um, next year, to just really, really see out the whole the season, the period, and all of these things. It seems very abrupt and very um, a strong reaction to something. It makes me feel very unsettled. Like uh, it's uh, like they only just announced yesterday that the the open workouts were set, and now goodbye Castro, and he's. Well, that he, yeah, love him or hate him, he was certainly a huge influence on the, on the sport and also on so many people's lives. I just, I find it bizarre that they would do it this way. They handled it very badly for a start. Yeah, and the legacy, you know, like Castro in essence founded the games. And so to, to fire like that, the person that founded the games is... No, I think I, I do think there's some ways for as long as he wanted to be being involved in the sport is is something that should should have happened in some way, like being able to find a way around that. Like you say, you know, he's a character that isn't necessarily liked, that people question, but there is a lot of legacy and and history that I feel should be be honored in some way. Um, you know, the the games, be it that Thing there were bad things that happened. The games did start from his ranch, and you know, eventually turned into you know the spectacle that we have a podcast 
doing about you know like the, we we have a business that evolves around all of this you know it's like everything is kind of created from the small thing and i'm very appreciative of that history and where it's come from and um and i think that legacy is important so it's sad to see when it just gets like someone like that can just be like done fired you know mm-hmm. and, and the one thing you know i was involved in some of the phone calls where uh, before kind of the sale to Eric Rosser. And the one thing that was promised from kind of CrossFit for keeping everyone on board was more transparency. And that was like the key promise, communication, transparency. And it was like, okay, you know, like as long as things are transparent, communicated well. And honestly, since that, we've had zero transparency. Mm-hmm. Like you hear it from Morning Chalk Up or, you know, at least the employees got an email. I suppose that's... Uh, <laughs> I didn't, um, Dave didn't know until yesterday that he was uh, for the push though it wasn't like something that he knew was coming either yeah which makes you think it's strange no I mean you've got it this is the trouble it ends up being like a reality tv show because you don't know all of the the things that are going on in the background and so that because there's no transparency and no communication it leads to all of these conspiracy theories of you know we start reading into oh, is it because he posts about hunting or is it because he has a relationship with glassman and you're like because there's no clarity it just turns it into basically like a, a room speculation exactly speculation and and you know, maybe I'm sure it's going to get like, there's going to be lots of clickbait, lots of people talking about it. But I just feel, is that what the sport needs right now? You know, I, I would like the sport to move into a more professional way. And it's like, even though Castro may not have been the right person to lead it into that, that way, the way he's now been fired, like it, it, it gives the impression that the new organisation is neither not handling things in a professional way as well. I thought that Dave actually had rights to the games as well. Like he actually he began them. Did he not have any? Does he not have any say at all? I, I don't believe so. I believe that everything. I, you know, I don't know what the division of um, ownership is now, but Glassman is actually one of the largest sole-owned companies in the US CrossFit at the, at the time. And when he sold it, I think they divided the company up some way. And I don't know if Castro managed to get any shares or equity in that. But but in essence, no, I don't think he has any equity in the company. I mean, you've got to imagine that they probably, like HQ, won't want much drama. So they will probably make him sign a non-disclosure agreement for <laughs> probably significant money. And so we don't know if the story will ever come out if he signs mm-hmm. it or doesn't sign it. And this is one of the interesting timing things is that I, I believe that Glassman was also forced to sign in on disclosure uh, for a number of years, but it wasn't that long. And I actually believe it runs out coinciding with his book coming out and coinciding with now Castro being fired. So you do, you know, this is the, this is the trouble, you know, the rumor mill starts and, and even people like myself, you start trying to, you know, you're trying to make sense of why this would happen. And that ends up with this, like, not not conspiracy theories, but just really trying to find some logic in a seemingly illogical decision. I feel pretty sorry for the guy who is going to be taking over the role. I mean, he's he's coming in, he's stepping into a place where he's going to be, where he's not very welcome. Well, this is the thing, actually, Justin has been um, 
in essence, running the games very much alongside Dave from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So they haven't put in a new person. They've, they've basically, Justin was involved in everything regarding the games. And he was Dave's like right-hand man. They were completely together. They were, so I don't think we'll see that big changes. And everyone who's working in the system knows Justin um, just as well. He was just never the face of the games. No. He was all behind the scenes running things. So they've not made a drastic, drastic change in that. The question would be if Justin stays or goes. And if Justin goes, then it's um, the, the two people who've in essence led the games have been Dave and Justin. And so if he then goes, then it's like, uh, that would be very interesting to see. How is it going to affect the athletes? Tell me what's the, what's the response this morning being from your guys? Um, so my guys, you know, I think we, we as a group like consistency. And, you know, we're not the biggest fan of drama and these things that, that happen. So, you know, another change like this is, I think people just like, you know, we want, the athletes want to be able to perform at their best and have a good competition. They don't necessarily want all this like uncertainty around the organization. And, you know, we've been through like two years now, um, even more so because of the changes that have happened around. And so it's like, you know, they changed the open time. They, they changed the qualifying of the games. Then we had COVID and, and it's like, there was one period for maybe five years where things were consistent. We had like consistent ownership, consistent schedule. There was like open regions games. People were starting to get on the board with that. Sponsors started to understand the process. Fans did as well. And one of the nice things in the recent changes was bringing back a structure to the season. And I think that the hope is that there's consistency in the sport, but firing the director of the games you know, in essence, a few weeks before the, the Open doesn't feel like consistency. It's a risky move. Yeah, you know, it is a big move. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they must have thought about it. It also coincides, you know, with... It just seemed like Eric had taken a step back because of, you know, self-disclosed mental health issues that he was struggling with. And he's been quite public with that. And then to come back... And kind of the first public move after that is to then fire the director of the sport. You know, it seems like like two big extremes. Of, mm. uh, yeah, it's it's. I I think just that, as you say, that like the communication and transparency is it's not where they promised it was going to be, and it's making a lot of people feel very anxious this morning. I woke up when I woke up and I saw the news that. I'd, broken overnight I, I I actually felt like a member of my family had died it was really I was grief struck I was shook and I don't personally I agree that I mean, for a lot of people CrossFit is like their safe place it's the place it's the place where you go where you um, feel good and it doesn't feel good to have these kind of decisions being taken when uh, I don't I haven't seen of all the chat I've seen online this morning on various posts and on a morning chalk up all over the place, very, very, very few people are happy about this decision. And even though Dave was a Marmite guy, it is uh, it's, it's a huge, I think it's a huge mistake that they've made. Yeah, I, I, so I don't think it's the worst thing in some ways, Castro not necessarily being the face because he was so 
so marmite you know mm. but, but this being said you know doing it in this way seems just crazy you know like okay should castro do the open announcements or you know whatever it may be should what kind of processes should he be involved in i, I think that's kind of up for discussion but then to fire him like this is just like such an extreme move it seems very strange is it is it a cultural thing that we just don't get because we're British and and it's maybe an American thing where literally it's like you go. I know that in big city banks, for example, you can go to a meeting with your manager, be told you're fired, and when you get back to your desk, there's a bin bag on it, and you're told to clear your desk and get out. Is it like that? Do you think? Um, I, I think it's kind of uh, it's probably a bit of an organisational culture, you know. So so in the you know, just with employment laws in the US, it's a lot easier to fire someone. Sorry, there's that cultural thing. Like in Spain. Yeah, it's um, impossible to fire are, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the employment law is very different. So firing someone is a lot more commonplace just because of of, of the way the legal structure is. But you know, I I suppose I I appreciate integrity. And I think this is one thing that you know, I'm sure that, for example, Greg Glassman had lots of opportunities to sell out for financial gain. Mm. And, but he never did you know he never he never sold out to coca-cola he never accepted a partnership with a sport a, a drinks company and and i think those things showed integrity and you know I, it's something i really respect and so that's what allowed me to kind of respect the sport and so you kind of hope now that like these changes don't necessarily show much integrity. You know, like there was always a big outcry when Glassman basically fired the whole of the media team. Mm. Because, you know, they put in a lot of work, they were a big part of the process, the games. And, and I, I think that, for example, showed that, that I think that wasn't done in a good way. And now I think, unfortunately, exactly the same thing has happened, maybe not to a large degree, but with a, a key figure, it's just been fired. And, you know, it becomes very interesting next steps, you know, is there, I, I have no idea, it's pure speculation, you know, but mm. is Castro hungry to start a CrossFit Games, whatever, you know, whatever it is called, you know, is he hungry to carry on developing the sport? And, and this is where I think things get really sad is that you'll see a division in, if, if Castro starts his own games, you know, you'll probably start to see a division and kind of like federations. And this is one thing I always really disliked in powerlifting. You have like, you know, 15 world champions for, you know, this person does it. And it's impossible to understand, you know, even me who's into that kind of sport, you know, I don't even know all the divisions and the way you go and all these kind of things. It gets complicated. Even in boxing, you know, mm. you, you have so many different belts you can win that, you know, it gets harder to understand, you know, like you've all of a sudden, you know, you're not just your world champion in this with this belt, but you know, in order to be undisputed champion, you have to be able to win all of the belts and all of the divisions. And it just gets a bit complex. Mm. But that was nice about the games, you know, that was our world championship. It was very simple. You won the games, there's no if, buts, or maybes, you were the best in the world. You know, this functional fitness thing has never taken off. And so, you know, winning that, it's just not nowhere near the same as winning the games. And 
And I think the fear I have is all of a sudden, if you divide the the kind of talent pool into different areas, and it makes it more confusing to follow. It, it's, I think it's just going to take longer once again for the sport to grow if there's another division. And it dilutes it. it exactly. It dilutes it in a sport that does definitely doesn't need to be diluted now, you know? It's like, because I think with those key figures now all gone, it's like, you know, in the UFC, for example, it's obviously like the standout division amongst all of the kind of uh, MMA-style fighting competitions. But I don't know if if CrossFit, the name of CrossFit Games, has the strength now in order to maintain that kind of prestigious name and title if all of that legacy organization goes over to somewhere else. And, you know, again, pure speculation, but I think that's one of my fears that we we divide the sport again when it doesn't need to be divided. It's going to lose a lot of respect as well. It's like uh, this is just a... I, nobody wants to be sat by their boss in that way. I, I'm, I'm, I've lost respect for the CEO of CrossFit by, by the actions that they've taken doing this. I just think it's, it's, it's spoiling it for everybody. I completely agree. I, I think it's a very, um, it's very, the way it's been done, you know, I'm sure things will change and, and stuff will come out that we don't know right now. But in this current moment, the way it's been done, I do not necessarily feel it's been done in a good way. Mm. Like, you know, one of the biggest criticisms of CrossFit is when Glassman fired all the media people, you know? And now all of a sudden it's like, well, you just fired the director of the sport under exactly, seemingly under exactly the same way that they're just fired, you know? Uh, and, and I think so. It's, it's very unfortunate, and you know, it adds again uncertainty into the into our minds in terms of the direction of what's going to happen now. You got to feel. I mean, maybe Nicole Carroll, who's still in, in, in currently employed, she might be feeling a bit vulnerable at the moment as well because she's one of the originals as well, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. And I, but you know, I believe Nicole is very much involved in the training side of things. I don't know mm-hmm. if she transitioned into the games. And I think this is another distinction that, you know, I, I feel that there should be even more separation between like the CrossFit games and the CrossFit health, CrossFit affiliates. And I think that's a good distinction to make. They, they all benefit each other, but you know, the needs, the needs of a gym and the requirements that some a gym needs from CrossFit differ enormously from the requirements that athletes need to compete in a sport. Mm. Uh, and I think that merging them all together gets um, does get complex. So, oh. so, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, and we're probably going to be talking, unfortunately, this is what we're probably going to be talking about now for the, the next few weeks, maybe coming up to the Open or not even through the Open, depending on how much information gets released. Um, and that's kind of, uh, I don't think it's the things that we should be focused on, you know, we should be focused on the athletes, the progress that, you know, rather than the drama of, um, in essence, the internal politics of the organization. Mm. It just adds another level of stress for these yes. guys as well, doesn't it? Like the uncertainty when it's like having the rug removed again. Exactly. Yes. You, you know, you just, all of a sudden the kind of goalposts have been, have been changed and 
And, you know, Castro, you, you, you kind of grew to accept that there's inconsistency in Castro. Now, he was consistently inconsistent. He was fun, though. I quite, I liked his sense of humour. Yeah. Not keen on the guns, but I can forgive people for that, you know. He didn't try to shoot me. <laughs> so, yes, I, you know, and how much, I, I presume, he's not going to be involved in the games, you know, so it's like how, the, how that affects the programming, how that affects... You know, even one of the, the principles of our programming was, you know, kind of the Dave Castro effect of, you know, you never know what necessarily is going to happen. There's no, you know, the programming was never balanced. You know, sometimes the games would be heavy with squat dominance, whereas sometimes the games would be light running and shoulder to overhead dominant. There was not like, a, you know, it was never a balanced test as such. But even though it was imbalanced, you know, everyone would come to accept that the person at the end of the weekend or the end of the process was the fittest on earth. You know, there's never any question, you know, sometimes being more speculative than others, but over the last era, there's never any question that Tia Claire Toomey is the fittest female and Fraser has been the fittest male, you know, based on the, the tests they've had to do. Well, I hope the spirit in the camp remains unaffected. Yeah, I think we'll be fairly un- unfazed in terms of our training and our our protocol. You know, we we've kind of entered into our our twenty twenty two season training now, and and that's what we're going to continue to do. You know, we're we're going to approach the games in exactly the same way. And you know, I, I haven't necessarily spoken that much with the athletes about it because it's not really it's not currently in effect. You know, what, mm. what I'm you know. Obviously, I have my thoughts and, and we can speculate and, and these things, but it doesn't make any difference to, to us currently because we have no idea what's going to happen. So we, we're just going to follow the, the same thing we've always been doing. You know, we're not necessarily going to worry too much about it until there's something that actually has a direct impact on us. Okay. Well, um, I feel sad that that was our first conversation, but thank you for sharing your thoughts because that was very honest and passionate of you thank you yes hopefully we go back to uh some better comments (laughs) (laughs) yeah only maybe um maybe we'll hear from dave himself we never know the moment it's all a bit yeah i I think sivan said it but as much uh, depending on how much they pay him yeah i think a guy like that it'll have to be a lot uh, you would say so. I mean, you know, this is the one mm. thing. They, they do have a lot of um, integrity and, mm. and, uh, uh, and he maybe wants to tell his story without, you know, that might be more important to him than financial gains. So. I have a feeling it, it will be. Yeah. There's also, like, like you said, there could be another competition or there could be another setup that he could be part of. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would back him. Well, this is, I, I, I have no doubt that already companies are thinking of offers, you know, mm. and I, I, you know, it's just the way, the way of the world. And I just think, unfortunately, hopefully it doesn't take away from the bigger picture where all of a sudden you have this, um, there's no unity between everything. It's just like a divide. And, and if it divides, it's kind of, I feel it's worse for, for the majority in the big picture. I, I do think that this unity, especially of the sport, moving forward is very important. Oh, God. I can't even end in a joke. <laughs> yeah. That's true. 
Um, Thanks for talking to me. I have right. to go. I've got. Uh, I'm doing another interview in about six minutes' time. Life of Josie. Life of Josie. Yes, it's going to be good. Thanks so much. Okay. Have a great day. Yeah. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is coming is a program production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.